welcome to episode two of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, author, blogger, and speaker, Doris Swift. Today, I have a special treat for you. I am welcoming my friend, Michelle Spanos. She is a gal that not only sees the glass half full, as her bio says, but she sees it overflowing. And that's my take because her joy is contagious and you will love hearing her story. She's a beautiful Jesus girl who married her teenage sweetheart. She's a mom, grandma, travel agent, a missionary to Honduras. She has so much going on in her life. And that breast cancer that she's fighting currently is not stopping her from her fierce calling. And she has a special message just for you. So join me as we talk about the journey to her fierce calling and how it can inspire and encourage you to walk in yours. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the Fierce Calling Podcast. How are you? I'm good, Doris. Thanks for having me. I would love if you would share with the listeners a little bit more about yourself. People may not know or something fun, but you're a fun gal. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I, I tend to be out there, so there's not much that people don't know about me. Something that I, a little bit of a problem that I have is I love maps and I love them to the point that if I wake up in the middle of the night and my mind is racing, I open up my Google Maps app and I just start looking at places I want to go. Makes it handy for when I do visit a place I've never been because I visited it a lot. Well, that's interesting that you call it a problem. I think it's kind of cool. And you know yeah. that travel stuff, right? I do. I am a travel agent and it, which came first, I don't know, but um, I know if I'm talking to anyone and they tell me they've been there, I immediately go on the map app and I look, or if someone, if I find out, sometimes if I find out someone's address and I have to go there, I not only know how to get there, but I know like everything around their house. So. <laughs> I think that is awesome because you've also been able to help people go on these very exciting excursions and fun adventures that are kind of not the norm, you know, so that they can treasure hunt and find hidden things that they not would normally find on their own. If they were just going to travel, they would miss like these little secret, super exciting places they could veer off and free stuff too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I send lots of people to the smallest church in America. Lisa claims to be. Where is that? It is in uh, South Newport, Georgia. Oh, nice. <laughs> Exit 50 or 65 or 67. I can never remember which one on 95. But. All right, everybody. So get with uh, get with Michelle yeah. if you want to find the smallest church in America. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Fierce Calling podcast. What I would love for you to do is tell us a story, a little bit of background of where you feel your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. How did that all come about? You know, it's funny. Um, when it comes to passion and, and what I'm passionate about, I so often feel like, what am I not passionate about? It obviously isn't everything. As I start to think about it, I'm passionate about my family, my marriage. I'm passionate about the people that live in Western Honduras. I'm passionate about helping moms with little kids or even with teenagers. Passionate about people. And so as I, you know, start to kind of make sense about what this, what this passion is, because I'm passionate about kittens too, you know, I'm passionate about like <laughs> lots of living things, but I realized that God really put it on my heart that I'm ultimately, I'm passionate about encouraging people, encouraging women mostly that they would fully embrace where they're at in their, in their life and in their day and what it looks like. And that they would just know that it's, um, it's not only a gift from God, but it's exactly where they have them. And 
yeah, I mean, that's, I'm passionate about it because it's been a truth that I have had to learn and live. So I'm really, I'm, I'm passionate about, about encouraging people, encouraging women. Well, that's a great way to narrow that right down to the point of what yeah. you feel called to be. When you think about those things, because you named a lot of different areas, which, you, which are all wonderful areas where you can be instrumental in encouraging people. So what is it that really breaks your heart? Hmm, you know, it, it breaks my heart to see hurting people, to see people not know how to, to deal with what they're going through because they only see things from an earthly perspective and they only see what is right in front of them. Maybe it's the diagnosis or it's the relationship challenge. It's funny, I'm, I am in the middle of treatment for breast cancer and so my mind goes blank often or, or sometimes, but, but my heart, uh, as, it gets back, as my mind gets on back on track, my heart really is, is for the hurting because I guess it's, that's how I was wired. And I know that that's the, you know, the people who, when Jesus was here, that's who he went to. And, and yeah, I just, I was convicted, you know, you had asked about, you know, my passion, my compassion and my conviction. Uh, it was in the early 2000s. I went on a mission trip to inner city Detroit and it was when I was there and I, I started to look around and it, the scenery looked very different than, you know, um, I, I live kind of in a rural area here in Florida and the scenery looked very different, but I realized the people were the same and their hurts were the same as my neighbors. And so when I came back, I was really convicted to walk out my calling to love people and to, um, you know, reach out to the people that, that maybe not everyone sees to do it right in my own neck of the woods. So it was like my, my passion for just helping people and encouraging people, my compassion, you know, just towards giving to others and I don't know, just loving others. And then my conviction to do it in my own neck of the woods, kind of like all collided. It really encouraged me to just walk it out here. Nice. It's funny. That is perfect. It's funny that you say collided because that's kind of things in my head that, you know, I've been thinking about where, where your passion, compassion, and conviction collide. That, that is something that's been in my mind. And, and I'm glad that you brought up the point that it did maybe open your eyes more when you went somewhere else and then came back. But it's encouraging because there's a lot of women out there that can't really go somewhere beyond their neighborhood or they, they're, you know, because of schedules and things. Because I used to feel like, you know, calling meant going overseas or, you know, being called to a certain ministry position or something. But I didn't realize that calling was something that was for all of us. Yeah, it's almost easier to do it one week a year on a mission trip. And I think that was one of the, the profound lessons that I did learn about my calling is that it's a lot more simple than I had made it out to be. It's not this big grand thing where I have to be in full-time ministry or I have to always be traveling or be a full-time mission, uh, you know, missionary, but that it really is simple and it's personal and it's right here in front of my face. Yeah, I just have to trust God with the next step and with what he has and know that it's through the little things that big changes happen. So how has God been using you in ways that you are able to use those gifts? It's, I did take a, I've taken spiritual gifts um, analysis, like kind of throughout my adult life and, and they maybe change and morph a little bit, but I definitely am an encourager. It's, I didn't realize it fully, I don't think until this 
um, second breast cancer diagnosis that it's during these hard times that I can actually be more of an encouragement to people. Mm -hmm. And so as silly as it is, or as maybe counterintuitive as it seems, it's during my struggles and during the hard times that I have, I can encourage people. Mm -hmm. Um, so God definitely has, has given, (laughs) I've never thought I would say this, but I think he's given me, I know he has, he's giving me this breast cancer journey to encourage other people. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. You've shared throughout your cancer journey of what's happening with your life and you've been real and raw. And I know you do a lot of Facebook stories where you just, you share. And what I love about you, Michelle, is that you're so real and raw. You don't always come on when you're having a great day and you're feeling good and you're like, Hey, how you I'm going here. I'm doing this. You know, you also show us the vulnerable side and the side where, you know, you might not be having such a great day, but you're sharing that. And I think that's encouraging because, you know, everybody walks through difficulties, but they're all different. So what, what has God really helped you deal with as far as any, any type of fears or anything that you have struggled with and can stronghold? Well, you know, it's interesting. It hasn't been the physical part of the cancer where it's kind of where God's worked on me. My fear, I wasn't afraid of death. I'm not afraid of death. I know where I'm going. Um, I have, you know, a definite piece of that. I don't want to leave this earth. I don't want to die. But it really, you know, it's funny. My, my fears were not what I thought. Mm-hmm. They were really rooted more in um, a lack of control. And I didn't realize how in so many areas I was really controlling things and not trusting God, really not letting Jesus take the wheel. It's really been, it's, it's been a challenge, but it's, it's like the can I've had surgery. So the cancer is removed. I believe I'm cancer free, even though I'm still going through radiation, but it, you know, I've got some unforgiveness that, well, I had some unforgiveness that's gone. Um, if it was just through this journey and through being authentic and being, because I do believe that's part of my calling as well is to not sugarcoat anything and to be real about the hurts and the joys. And, and it is hard to get on when it's negative, you know, when it's been a bad day, but if I can't share that, then I don't feel like I'm being authentic and not fully representing, um, a Christ follower really. But yeah, it's been much more of a work on my heart and seeing, you know, some areas of pride really just like the control thing has been big. I'm, I'm still even in the midst of trying to, to figure that all out. And, and God just keeps revealing, like pulling layers of the onion back in my life. So. Wow. That's really amazing how you had said that your fears weren't what you thought they were and yeah. how there was things that he dealt with. He does that off. We are dealing with like, God is so, so easy to sneak up on us because it doesn't always look like someone that wants boss people around. And it sometimes comes in different ways that we don't even realize, like how we have been affirmed in certain ways. And then all of a sudden we're not. And then it, what do you mean? You know, what do you mean I'm not good at that? You know, and then, then you're like, wait a second, that is pretty darn good. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you know, it doesn't always look like what we think it looks like. Tell us a little bit about, you know, some of your stories and you got involved in working the ministry to Honduras. Okay, yes, the ministry to Honduras. You know, I've always, like I said, I just, I'm, I'm passionate about people and I've always loved people. And when I was, the year I turned 40, I just asked the Lord, I said, God, I just, my heart is all over the place. Please just give me a mission. Just give me something that, that can, I can be just a little bit more laser focused on. And I happened to go to Western Honduras that summer. 
And a group of friends and I, when we came back, we just saw such a need there that that we started a child sponsorship program. And so we've got like 300 and over 350 kids in our program. And it just, it, all I can say is it just fit. It was just everything in my heart and our team, everything worked out. Um, but it's been hard because it's new. So it's kind of like we're, you know, a startup. Uh, business. And then I was so involved. And then I, with the cancer, I've had to step out. It's been amazing to watch this thing that God put in my heart with along with other people kind of take on a, a, a mind of its own. And now I don't even have to, I can get cancer and not be part of it. And it still goes. And I think that those are things that just reaffirms me because when I couldn't do some of the things I thought, well, Lord, maybe this isn't it anymore. Like, what have you done? And, um, and that's not it. He's allowing me to see his, his kingdom work happen. And I don't have to be part of it. <laughs> Which awesome. is that's humbling as well, you know? And the thing about it is, is that that is a fierce calling. If you weren't really sure exactly where you were headed. And then when you had this conversation with God, it kind of stemmed from that. It just takes like reaching out and going, you know, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to be used by you. Where do you want me to go? And then to follow that lead. And, you know, they say even in the secular world, like if you're a great manager or if you are a great business owner, then things will run while you're not there. Because if it's only running while you're there, it does mean that you have too much control. Regarding your calling, um, you know, I think first and foremost, if it's if you're looking for your calling, or you're wondering what it is um, to take time and be quiet before the Lord and, um, and just ask him, let him know that you want to know, and then take notes. I'm a big journaler and take notes of where you get your energy from. It doesn't even necessarily have to be something that you're good at or some great thing. You know, if you get energy checking in the kids at, you know, Sunday at church, that's awesome. If it's feeding the homeless, that's amazing. You know, and then for some of us, it's public speaking or it's writing a book and, it's, it's other things, but take that time and then don't force it and don't rush it. Uh, if I've learned anything is that it is all in God's timing. My life verse is in Psalm 139, where it says, uh, Psalm 139, 16 says, uh, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before they came to be. So God knows your today. He knows your tomorrow. And so if you feel called, if you feel I'm tugging on your heart, just deal with what's right today, what's in front of you, because we're not guaranteed tomorrow even. That, and just be thankful. Be thankful even. And let me tell you, chemotherapy is rough, but the struggle is real. Being married is rough. Having kids is rough. Walking, having a job, working with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Struggle is real. So, um yeah, just embrace it and, and, and enjoy it and give yourself grace when it's not good because that's okay too. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And that is, that's wonderful about the part about being thankful and taking the time, even in the days where it's really hard to praise the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. And that's really a cool way to, to draw near and know that he's right there. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. And be honest with him. You know, he already knows your heart and I find that I'm great at talking, but in outward dialogue and being honest with him, it was like, I remember having a struggle one time and just asking God to please prove himself to not be who he says he is. <laughs> and you know, he doesn't do that, but 
I just remember it was just like, I, it was just like, a, I just could do that. So I think just be real with him because he kind of laughed like you did. He was like, okay, you know, <laughs> at least I felt it in my soul. And it was like, I know it's silly, <laughs> but if I can't say it to you, God, who can I say it to, you know? Exactly. exactly. That's right. It's just to have a heartfelt, like you say, you know, the heart. So just have a heartfelt conversation and like be real. And because certainly God is the one place where we don't need to not be real because it's just like ridiculous yeah to try to yeah. you, know, you can't pull a fast one on god <laughs> yeah no, he will not no. be mocked <laughs> no he will not no nothing surprises him that's that's so calming when you hear news you don't want to hear yeah. um yeah. that he already knew it and and he already knows it and he holds it so that's encouraging it's so encouraging because there are those who are listening that have either receive news similar or will receive it you know how how is that going to play into their faith and walk with god and that but yeah always looking at him yeah so, so how can people connect with you if they if they want to connect with you what ways can they do that okay i am on uh, i like instagram it's the best and i am at m spanos it's just M for Michelle and my last name Spanos. And I actually, I am, I, I blog a teeny bit. It's, I think it's going to be coming back more. And I, that is at thusfarwithgod.blogspot. So that's a good spot. That's just that's from second Samuel. When um, Samuel set up a rock, they had just drove out the Philistines. And he said, you know, he named it Ebenezer and said, thus far, the Lord has helped us. That's it. Thus far with God.blogspot. Nice. I've always loved that name. And I know you started that blog a long while back. When, yeah. And a lot of things have happened in your life thus far yes. with God. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really encouraging. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. And, um, and if you would like to also share how people can get involved if they're interested in finding more about the, um, the Honduras mission and what you're doing there. Yes, you can check us out on Facebook. It is EAC, the number four, Lempira. Uh, and so that Lempira is L-E-M-P-I-R-A. But they can check that out or they can they can email EAC for Lumpira at Gmail and we would be happy to let them know how they can sponsor a kid. It's $15 a month and it changes lives. I pretty much if if I don't I know them by face if they're <laughs> I might not know them personally, but if they're sponsored, I I know them by face. So wow. we would love to have hundred percent sponsorship. That would be awesome. Yeah. And what if your calling that is? to just impact the world in such big ways and small ways, but they're all important to God. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Doris. I'm super excited that you, that you're doing this and following your calling. So Aww. thank you. Thank you for the encouragement. That's your gift, right? <laughs> yeah. So, well, thank you, friend. All right. Okay. Well, you take care and we'll talk again soon. Okay, sounds good. Friends, I hope Michelle's story both encouraged and inspired you to seek God with your whole heart so you too can walk in your fears calling. We need your God-given gifts and you can use them to impact the world. You have been created for a purpose and God wants to use you in great and mighty ways for His glory. I am so excited about our community here on the Fierce Calling Podcast, and I'd also like to invite you over to my website, DarisSwift.com. 
I have some free gifts over there for you. My ebook, Step Out of Your Doubt and Into Your Calling. My Bible study and prayer journal for Goodbye Regret. And I have some fear-fighting scripture verses. So if you are fighting fear today, check that out. I thank you for joining us today on the Fears Calling podcast. I hope you'll be back next week when we invite another woman to share her story of how she is walking in her fierce calling. I'd like to leave you with Michelle's life first. Psalm 139.16 Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Friend, God chose you and you were always meant to be here. And I'm glad you're here. May you have a blessed week as you walk in the plans God has on your life.